Welcome to Counselor Find, a podcast for counselors past and present, finding their way in faith and current culture. We are your hosts, Shrek and Shopvac, also known as Terry and Zach. Hello, hello, hello. This is great to be back. Um, hi, Zach. Hi. <laughs> this is episode 50. How crazy is that? Five zero? Five zero. Five zero. That's kind of fun. Oh. Seems like a, you know, a significant number. I don't know. A little bit, is it? I guess. I don't know. Oh, okay. The camp is 50. That's significant. That's 50 years versus 50 episodes is way longer. Unless, yeah, but is it even, is it more work? I don't, yes, yeah, it's okay. definitely more work. Yeah, probably. Oh my goodness. The people that are working are the ones that have stuck with us since episode one. Thank you. Mm. It's great. I'm glad you're here. That's what are we gonna... talking about today? <laughs> oh my goodness. Let's just get to it. Yeah. So last week we talked about moving beyond our mentors. And I thought um, there was some things in there that really did springboard to a discussion about uh, self-awareness. Right. Which was going to be third on the list. It's going to be third be on next the list. week. But oh, okay. we, we bumped it up because oh, okay. it matched pretty good. So the only person that knew it was like third on the list is you. Yeah, the I'm people just listening everyone know. Have, have no like, idea. We still are sticking to our list. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, but this one happened to be on it and matched well, so we put it next. Well, it did match well because we were talking about knowing enough about ourselves to recognize that I need a new mentor. Yeah, right. And we talked about moving our but past our mentors, and I was like, I hope that didn't come across so negative. Like I hate mentoring, or. I don't think we need mentors. That didn't come out, did it? No, I no. think you made it pretty clear that mentors are important. Mentors are important. We just need to recognize when it's time to move to the next mentor. I also think, go yeah. ahead. What were you thinking? No, nothing. Okay, good. I think it's also really key that we recognize we are, um, are growing in ourselves when we do that, right? So, and I thought, I think that's what springboards into this idea of like, do I know myself? Do I know when I need to move on? Do I know what I'm learning? And, and can I see that uh, it's time for a new voice? Or is this a long-term relationship and that's a good thing? I don't know. Okay. So, so yeah. originally this is coming out of the discussion that has to do with mentors. But assumedly that the uh, uh the, assumingly the topic of self-awareness or being self-aware yeah. um is important in general and always is applicable and a positive or a benefit in all kinds of areas of your life yeah yeah i right. for sure okay you need to know yourself i think we do a really good job uh and i oh so this is this is growing up right like what's the greatest commandment uh, love the lord your god with all your heart soul and mind you're like okay yeah. Got it. And love your neighbor. Right. And we stop there. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Yeah. And, and I think we just are like, love God, love your neighbor. Just love, accept right. and love and love and accept. And like, okay, we are really excellent at looking out, looking at God, look at my neighbor, look at God, look at my neighbor. But we can't love God unless we understand why he loves us. Mm. And we can't really love our neighbor unless we actually love ourselves in some way. 
When you were a kid and you were asked to name the Ten Commandments, do you think do you were just like start with like don't kill? Don't kill? No, that I was never. Always did. the first one that went to my head. <laughs> I don't know why. That's uh, like the first one. Don't kill. First don't one. don't kill. Kid, don't lie. Don't cheat. Those are like that's where my brain goes. Don't kill. Don't lie. Don't Not cheat. anymore. Obviously, like when no. I was little. Where do you start now? What do you said? Oh. <laughs> 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 right now, it's like keep the Sabbath. Right. That's what it is. That's the number one thing. Yeah. Just take a day off already. <laughs> okay, so we're really good at looking outwards. I think but we sometimes are. we need to take time to look inwards. Is that a word? Inners. Edwards. In, inwards. 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 That's a word. Outwards. Upwards. Downwards. Inside, look inside. Outside. Inside out. Good no, movie. That was stop. Fun. We've talked okay. about that before. Yep. Never mind. Uh, inside. So. What is it we need to know about ourselves? Everything? Everything? Anything? How do we know if we don't know? How do we not know what we don't know? How do we know what we don't know? <laughs> what so I know is I don't what know I'm everything. Is, here's what I know. I don't know everything. So, for example, yes. personally, I've, not always, for a while, thought I have decent self-awareness, but I find that that continuously gets better. So obviously, when I, every time I think I have good self awareness, I I either don't or I have it gets better. So at, at some point, like it's, I I didn't, or at some point, I guess maybe it's forever ever evolving, or like I feel like you kind of get to a peak self awareness eventually. There's only so much you can know. Oh yeah, my dad used to have this <laughs> magnet on the fridge that said, "Hey, teenager, quit now while you know everything." Uh, right? You know what I mean? Like yeah. Because I don't mean like quite like that, but yeah, obviously, but when that you're was a teenager, the, you know everything, was, yeah, yeah, because everything to know is everything you know, and then you start getting outside of yourself and outside of your familiar and outside of your comfort and into like responsibilities that you didn't have before, and you're like, wow, this right. is a whole new world I didn't even see, right? Like, it's like the further in you go, the bigger life gets, yeah, and you think, well, I've, I've refined this. And the reality is, is like, no, you've chosen one path. Mm. Um, Here's a hot take. Okay. I feel like self-awareness eventually just becomes wisdom. Yeah. Like, I feel like you know about yourself. Mic drop. Did you hear that? Did you hear the mic drop, everybody? (laughs) Well, I just think like. (laughs) We both kind of stared at each other like. Oh, well, I, think I gotta we'll process in, what you're saying here. <laughs> I think we'll get into like all the parts of self awareness and how to like maybe develop that or what things you can do to like increase that. But I just I look at like elders in my life, and I feel like at some point they're not just like you know doing personality tests anymore. Like those aren't changing at some point in their life. But it's more about like being able to look back and be like, you know, it's that wisdom of like. um everything that you think when you're young, like you think, you know, absolutes and, and all that, like that kind of disappears when you're older and you have that wisdom of like validity of things. I'm not describing this very well, but. <laughs> yeah. And it almost becomes second nature, right? Like yeah. at first you're trying things and you're making mistakes. And then somebody suddenly asked you something one day and you're like, Oh, I actually know the answer to this. Right. I just never thought I did or thought about it before. Mm. But when you asked me that and I explain it, oh, I actually, I actually knew that. How come that? That's wisdom. Like taking all this knowledge and I'm applying it. I'm taking all this 
awareness of me and my surroundings and the people and the world and applying it. Mm -hmm. What's really spinning for somebody, spinning, what's really upsetting is going through this period of the last three years, uh, two years of constant rapid change in our culture, in our society, in our world, because all your norms are gone. What Mm. we did or what we would have responded to is suddenly very, very different. So even your wisdom is being applied in a very new way. And so you, you don't always know. Yeah. Yeah. As the world shifts so quickly, I find myself asking myself more questions. And I like to ask questions to begin with, but I find myself just like, okay, how do I feel about this? Has what I've built here, is there a crack in this foundation that needs repair or replacement? Right. Or do I, like, do I have to deconstruct back down, tear all the layers off so I can fix something here? And then what's it going to look like when I rebuild it? Because I can right. change this now. Yeah. And so that's, a, that's, that's self-awareness. There seems to be a leak in my house over here, or there seems to be a draft through this window. So do I need new windows or is a problem with the structure? And I've never felt this before. So what's that coming from? And it's all this change. Or it could just be, well, there's a tornado outside and it's done damage to your home and you've got to repair it. If you could sum up self-awareness. How would you do it? Okay, well, that's not really summing it up. Um, okay. I think you need to have, um, so I think there's a few key pillars of self-awareness and this is not technical. So if you're out there studying this stuff and this is your life in psychology or whatever, like, um, be feel free to engage this conversation on discord or through email with us because we'd love that um but uh, this isn't a psychotherapist uh psychological explanation in any way shape or form okay fair yeah okay um i think self-awareness is uh knowing your who you are in jesus knowing who you are in your world and knowing who you are when you're alone. And, That's pretty good. Yeah. Can I read you the definition? Oof, I didn't know there was one. Oh, there kind of is. There's just like a couple, <laughs> couple decent ones here. You let me ramble here. on about this whole disclaimer, and then you're like, oh, I have the definition well, here. Well, I don't know that's the definition. It's more <laughs> just like, here's another way of putting it, and it actually matches what you're saying. Self-awareness is, involves being aware of different aspects of yourself, including traits, behaviors, and feelings. Um, otherwise known as the ability to tune into your feelings, thoughts, and actions. Um, being self-aware also means being able to recognize how other people see you. Um, people who are self-aware can recognize their strengths and their challenges. Well, not strengths and weaknesses, strengths and challenges. But like, I think those are really important pieces there is that, um, so it's being fat feelings, actions, and thoughts. Gosh. Yeah. That's actually good. I I like how it says that (laughs) I don't think this is all of it by any means, but I think part of it is being able to recognize how other people see you. Um, 
that's not entirely indicative of who you are, but it's it's who you're showing people you who you are. Right, because perception like, is reality to yeah, somebody, right? Right. So at the very least, it's part of self-awareness because you need to be aware of how you're being perceived by people. Whether that's who you actually are or not, you still should be aware of that part of you. Right. Because right? that's part of who you are. Yeah. It's not everything, but it's part of it. Yeah. So like really hard so here's that's part the of the actions this. part that's the outward part right yeah that's the actions because feelings and thoughts were the inner actions is the outside part and so part of that is how people see you it, it's really interesting these are those enneagram types right yeah. mm -hmm. head heart and gut sure. feelings thoughts and actions. actions yeah the the so as an eight uh i was listening to that enneagram talk about the eight sleeping at last yeah and he's like these are the ones that nobody likes because they're just so forceful and they're t constantly testing you and they're yeah. constantly pushing against your your comfort zone because that's how they feel secure we've never done segments on this podcast but i always thought maybe we should Segments? time for a confession segment oh do we have a special music i think we like i could maybe put in like a little thing do you want to just sing i probably won't but okay do you want to um, just like hum it and then if, if you like, want to cut it if we had like a confession, confession segment time. and we had segments and we had it would be like now confession would be the time the noise time. would happen so i yes. listened to that sleeping at last album like oh, the songs yeah. oh the songs yeah yeah and i yeah. was very hesitant because i thought it was going to be kind of lame okay and like not at all for me kind of liked it kind of liked it kind of cool kind of was neat did you yeah. get all emotional no but like it was cool like no it, you're so you're such an eight <laughs> no but it was like i listened to that one and i was like i don't know how to word this i like music so maybe that's part of it but like yeah yeah it just felt like it fit like it was like this feels like it fits me and i listened to a couple of the other ones and i was like these are cool songs but i don't attach them but then like the ones that are next closest to me i was like a little more attached to and I tried to like kind of forget about what numbers I was and wasn't before I listened. Okay. And rechecked after. And yeah. I was like comparing it. So it was kind of neat. Did you, so I, you said Leah's a two? I don't know. I can't remember. Leah's, okay. Um, have her listen to her song. Right. And ask her if, if she resonates with that emotion. Okay. Um, yeah. That's a really... I'll have to think or take a test first. No, I guess maybe, yeah. <laughs> or you can just guess what she think, but I think yeah. she's somewhere two, three, one, I don't know, somewhere in there probably. Hmm. I have no idea, yeah. honestly. I listened to Seven, yes, like a couple days ago and read through the, like I pulled up the lyrics online right. and read through it. Yeah. And that... listened to it at the same time. Yeah. And I listened to it and read it knowing my daughter, Caitlin's a seven. Right. And I was just blown away. Yeah. I was like reading it sometimes when I was listening, usually like the second time and I would like read through it. And I like doing that always, but, um, yeah. Anyway, that was a side note. Cause you brought it Confession up. Confession time. Nice. Thanks. So, so self-awareness, part of knowing yourself is understanding your personality and your makeup and, and how you're going to react in a situation. That's part of knowing yourself. So that Enneagram or those tests, that's part of it. Yeah. But like you said, I can feel so confident about myself and I feel like I know myself and then something suddenly changes or a friend says something to me and I'm like, oh, you're probably right. Right. That's something where I've slipped or that's something where 
uh, what was it? The challenges. This, yeah. this is a challenge for me in my life. That's actually a weakness. This right. is this is where I'm failing right here, and I need to learn from my mistakes, not celebrate them. Yeah, or not even failing, just like less strong, maybe. Mm-hmm. So I guess like the the bare bones yourself, if you need to figure out if you're self aware, you should at least know your strengths and weaknesses, or your strengths and challenges. If you can't name <laughs> some of those yourself. Say three of each. That should be like a right. The very least, everyone over the age of twelve should have three of each of those, or at least I don't know, high school and up. Um, and I guess that list can just get bigger the more you know yourself. And then beyond that, it would extend into being aware of your perception of that others see of you. Being aware of then, like this is where I think it then takes the next the next level dive is then your feelings and your thoughts your actions, like being hyper aware of those things um, and how they, but not just like them on their own, but how they connect to each other. So how is like, how is the thoughts I'm having now affecting my feelings and then affecting my actions? Or how is the feeling I'm having from someone else's actions affecting my thoughts? Like yeah, you can name that a bunch of different ways and like so many ways. those all really interconnect. And that's right. probably one of the biggest things I've learned in the last two years with COVID is like, Thoughts affecting feelings or vice versa, and then therefore actions, right? Um, even like when I first got married and was working a job I didn't like, um, the way that that affected me at home was brutal. And it took a while to figure that out. But like eventually I did, and, and Leah helped me figure that out. And if we didn't, that would have been disastrous to so just keep working this job that makes decent money. But I, hate my life but and, you hate your life and i'm and awful it, at home yeah. and who knows what would happen right, right. And it's like to like this is what like, that's why it's so important to like figure out root causes of things and like the but also you have to understand the trail of it and so like how all these things interconnect because then that like can be as big as that like really changing your path of your life yeah and we talked about this we talk about this a lot i think at camp in the last number of years about how we will go out of our way to remove fruit from a tree. Right. It, like the life, the fruit yeah. we see, and we're like, oh, I hate this in my life. So I start pulling the fruit off the branches. Right. But I'm not dealing with the root. Yeah. Like, why mm. is that, that limb sick? Why is this bad fruit coming out? Well, I don't want to deal with the issue. I'm not, yeah. I'm not getting to the cause. Yeah. And, and knowing yourself is really like understanding like, yeah, I see this weakness. I see this fruit I don't want on my life mm-hmm. that I'm producing. And yet I just try to keep hiding the fruit that, that's, that I'm producing. Right. I'm not actually getting to the, the source of the problem. Yeah. Um, sometimes you need a gardener to come along, a friend, a coach, a mentor that says, uh, do you realize this is bad fruit or this is bad fruit and we're going to cut off here. Yeah. We're going to cut this off and I'm going to, I'm going to push you. I'm going to challenge you. But or so often help you find the root, right? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and like you need those good friends that are going to tell you those tough things mm-hmm. that will, will let you uh, fail when it's time to let you fail. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're heading for rock bottom and I don't want to bounce with you. Like <laughs> when I fall, I don't bounce. So mm. I gonna let you fall. I'm going to be here. But if you got to run into your darkness, then you need to run into your darkness. But I want you to come back. I'm going to hold the lamp here. And when you're ready, turn and, and the lamp is right here. Yeah. I haven't let you go, but I'm also not going into your craziness. 
And so I think those are really important friends to have that say, this is, this is not healthy. This is not good. Stop doing this. Right. Um, and I think we have also, we let our actions or our feelings yeah. run our lives. Right. Right. We can identify with our issue to the point where that is just who I am. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of what I was getting at too, like with how they connect like that. I think I'm literally making this up as we go, but like mm. I, the more I, re- I read that thing and think about it, like the way that your feelings, thoughts, and actions connect um, and being aware of those connections is like super important. And like, that's super like next level self-awareness because um, your feelings do really affect that. And sometimes that's not good. Sometimes you don't want them to. And sometimes you do. And you have to know like the difference, right? When like, is what I'm thinking now just because of how I feel and is it like justified or not, or is it right or is it not, or is it healthy or is it not, right? Maybe healthy is the best one. Um, Because sometimes it's not a healthy way to think or act based on how we feel. But the world's telling us that if it's how we feel, that's all that matters. That's not necessarily true. Right, because we know, we know our actions can affect our feelings or our thoughts can affect our feelings or our feelings can lie to us. Yeah. I was thinking about this as you were talking, like how Jesus said, it's not what goes into us that, that defines us. It's what comes out of our heart. Mm. And he's talking to his disciples and he's accusing the Pharisees of this. Like you live this set of rules. Yeah. You live in this way so that people perceive you, but you don't know yourself. Yeah. Right. And the disciples like, what do you mean? Like how is, because they grew up with this moral code that if I eat, shellfish then i'm unclean right he's like what you eat doesn't make you unclean yeah it's not what you drink it's not what's going in right it's what comes out of your heart it's that anger it's that lewdness it's that sexual immorality it's that uh greed it's jealousy it's pride it's like that's coming out from the inside yep and and you if you live by this set of rules so that people perceive you in a certain way so this this is through it. Like this is in the gospels, right? Jesus talking to the Pharisees saying, stop being like your whitewashed tombs. Like mm. you're dead inside. You don't even know yourself. Mm-hmm. And he's telling his disciples, know yourself. Like, don't worry about food or actions so much as like being aware of what's coming out. Right. And yeah. have that knowledge. Um, so talked about kind of what self-awareness looks like on different levels sure how do we get better at it how do we get better at self-awareness how do i get to the next level if you would um or increase my self-awareness so this isn't about self-help right it's not like i'm gonna pick up the latest book and and me and tony robbins are gonna figure out the best way to help myself to success not that right but there is a sense of actually like how do I increase my awareness of myself in a positive way? There's a sense of like, I need to know that my foundations are set. Mm-hmm. So who am I in God's eyes? Right. If I'm going to love God fully, then I have to understand that how he loves me. Yeah. So in God's eyes, I'm, I'm chosen, right? If we go to Colossians 2, I think it's Colossians 2. He really goes through this. He's like, you were chosen and you are holy and you are loved by God. Mm -hmm. 
Therefore, <laughs> because of your identity as God's child, mm -hmm. have peace and grace and love and, and, and unity, yeah. right? Like any, he, and it's really positive things that he's saying, Paul's saying to the Colossians, he's like, know yourself, know who you are. Yeah. You are God's child. You are chosen. Yeah. Like he picked you. You're holy. It's not because of anything you've done, but you, but holy, we think of holy as like, well, you don't sin and you don't drink and you don't dance and you don't play cards. I don't know. Maybe that's right. where my, my, my mom's generation, sure. like your yeah, grandparents yeah, yeah. are like, you don't play cards. That's wrong. That's not holiness. Holiness is set apart. Yeah. When you walk down the street and you end up in, in your classroom or your job or at home with your family after your job that you hate, are you set apart? living different are you and then are you living in your chosenness that yeah. he's already picked you out and got things for you to do and given you a job like are you okay just being you that's your understanding that is a big part of being self-aware because now i'm okay with how god sees me then i can be okay with how i see me right i definitely think there's a huge tie between self-awareness and identity like hmm. Your, your self-awareness is um, rooted in where your identity is. And so if your identity, um, if you don't know where your identity is rooted, then you're not going to know, then you're not going to be able to, buy, to figure out like where your self-awareness comes from. You're not going to have a, a place for it to be grounded is the right. word I'm looking for. Um, so <clears throat> furthermore, if your, if your identity is is found or placed on or grounded in something that's not um it's not god if it's something that is uh temporary or can be taken away then your self-awareness can be taken away as well right so if like my entire identity is um zach the hockey coach and then i stopped coaching hockey because i have a family then who are you then i have no idea who i am anymore because right. all the things i know about myself are in relation and grounded in me as a hockey coach. And so if everything I know about myself is grounded in that and it comes from that, then I, that, and that gets taken away from me or I lose that piece, then, um, then I have no idea who I am. And yeah. you see that all the time. Like you see people oh, with, like they lose, they their, lose their identity and then they don't know who they are anymore. And that shouldn't be the case, right? That's why COVID That's, has, has wrecked us because yeah. suddenly we lost our school. Well, my identity was my grades, right? but now I'm online and I can't learn this way. Yeah. Or my identity was my dance or my hockey team. And now I don't play hockey or dance anymore mm -hmm. because of COVID or yeah, my, my identity was, was truck driver, but then I couldn't have my job anymore. Yeah, for sure. Or my identity was restaurant owner and now I don't have a restaurant. Oh, yeah. Right any of these things and any like, of these things not or that it's wrong my identity to... was was mother or father or <clears throat> right. child and then my parent died or my right or or my best friend moved away like if i define myself by others others are constantly changing yeah but if your identity yourself like my self-knowledge is that i am i am zach's friend mm -hmm. well if zach leaves then who am i right zach moved away now i'm lost yeah or I am Zach's boss. Well, what if Zach quits? Then who am I? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If I'm defining myself off of you or what happens if camp closes and mm -hmm. I have no job? Right. Then I am, am I still Terry? Right. Then all the things that you would 
that you would like list in your strengths and weaknesses, would they still be there? Or yeah. Like, would they? Would you feel like they're useless or gone? Would you feel like you need to rewrite that list? Hopefully not. Right? Like you shouldn't need to. Yeah. So, and that's I guess like a big, a big piece of that self awareness is making sure it's grounded, um, in identity that's in a good spot. Like ultimately, that we we believe that's in God. So think um, of how social media has wrecked that. Yeah. Right? Right. I, I was listening to someone on a podcast this morning or yesterday, and they were talking about how is the reality is like, here's me. Hey, look at me. I'm in Paris. Sure. And here's this beautiful picture. And then that's all we see. And we're like, oh man, like, you know, and they're like, sucks to be you. I'm in Paris and you're not. But then the next moment they get mugged. Yeah. <laughs> well, that doesn't make Instagram. No. That, that's not showing up on there on their TikTok, right? Um, like it's such a curated view of somebody's life that we're comparing to suddenly. Yes. And, and that's what media does is curates what we're taking in, whether it's news media or it's entertainment media or it's social media, mm -hmm. it's all curated. Well, I'll take, it, I'll take it a step further for you. <clears throat> As think about what social media has done for the self-awareness of the poster person who posts regularly and gets attached to that and gets addicted to that mm. because that really plays on the, the one biggest thing I'm looking at here and it's probably more pieces of it, but is that perception of others perception of you, how do others view you and your self-awareness is going to be completely skewed. If you have identity based on social media and your posts and that, that's a big part of your life. Your own self-awareness is going to be completely skewed because you're showing people a curated view of your life and part of your self-awareness is how other people view you. But the way they view you is only through a curated view of your life. And so now, the, now you have this self-awareness that is like attached to that, attached to this curated view. It's like this like nasty cycle, right? And like, like think about how much damage that can do. Yeah, so much damage. <laughs> and what if you post something and and then five years later it pops up and you're like, I can't believe I said that. Right. But that's out there forever. Like, hey, yeah. remember this memory from five years ago? And you're like, whew, I am not that person anymore. Right. Can't believe I said that because I'm no longer allowed to use that word in our society or I'm no longer like what we said 10 years ago, we don't say anymore. Mm -hmm. And now I'm, I'm going to be, yeah, you have to be really careful what, what you put out there because these trends change. Well, even just like, hey, I'm going to post this pic of me doing this awesome hike in this place that I don't normally go to. Oh man, I got lots of good like likes and views on this thing. Like, that's awesome. I'm going to do that again. People must really like seeing this from me. So I'm going to keep doing that. Man, yeah, I guess like, you know, people now, people's perception of you is that you're this person who does these hikes or goes on these places or does these trips or does whatever, right? Right. This is who you are. Well, now you decide, well, yeah, this is who people think I am. This is who people want me to be because right. they like when I put that online. So I'm going to be that person. Now, all of a sudden, your identity has entirely shifted to being the person that others want you to be or that you that liked to be online or people like you to be online. Like, it's a joke. Like, it's such a gross, spirally circle mess. Like, <laughs> it's happened so fast, though, too. It can happen super fast. And, and I don't want to be like, yeah, maybe we're off topic. Oh, not off topic. I don't think so. But like, like we're really in a negative side of the uh, self-identity here piece. Well, I just think we like. We have to be really aware that we don't 
build our identity on others. Yeah, I just think it's part of it. Like, so with, I think you can use that um, that social media piece to to help you. Like, how if you only looked at your social media, what would the others' perception of you be? And is that something that you would have in your own strengths and weaknesses section or in your own notes about yourself? Oh, that's a great point. Right. Yeah. And like, if it is or isn't, or like, is it? And then like, how much of it is actually like grounded back into your core identity? Or is it just some other piece of your life that you're trying to make bigger than it is? You know? I do know. That's like a pretty important, like teaching myself at this point too. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am, I'm really grateful. I haven't gotten into the, like I've really intentionally avoided the social media, mm -hmm. but I'm very aware of how people are perceiving me. Right. And in the first couple of years I was in my role here, I was really cautious about it. Mm. I want it to be me. Right. And, and I have a really unique personality, I think, in some ways. Yeah. Like my approach to, <laughs> to things. And, and I was really cautious about that. And I was like, okay, if this is a strength, is this something I'm, or, or a challenge for me? This is a challenge for me. Mm -hmm. um, so what do I need to change and still stay uniquely Terry? Right. Without being offensively unique <laughs> right how do i how do i turn this challenge into back into a strength yeah and um and that's that's taking the, my reflection of others yeah not defining myself by it but right. saying okay others are seeing something in me and it's hurting them i don't yeah. want that right so how do i and i've stopped being fully me mm -hmm. because i'm seeing this painful side of it so what is it that's causing that pain and how do I fix that? Yeah. Now sure. other, other weeds grow up. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta be careful. I don't let them take over. Yeah. But I have to be aware of those dangerous plants in, that are growing in my life. Right. I think that happens too in, in a team awareness environment. Are you, are you aware of yourself when you're working with a team? Right. Cause we go through that a lot. Uh, with people that we talk to, whether it's, and whether your team is, is stocking shelves at night in a grocery store, or it's, yeah. it's uh, leading a summer camp program, or right. it's, I don't know, planning the next product launch for premier equipment. You're working on a team. Yeah. So how are you in a team setting? Because now you're really feeding off the perception of others. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I think that's super important. Like knowing yourself before you get to a team setting is huge because you can best apply yourself to a team based on how you know yourself, but then also knowing how you're perceived in a team or where you best fit in a team so that you can do that. Right. And like, we often see that where people try to take on roles in a team that they aren't best suited for. And so well, it's, they have to have that self-awareness to recognize that. That comes from an academic perspective right right because in high school you've been on like or in university i've been on a team yeah where like three of us do the work and two people just coast and right. we're all getting the same grade and you're like screw that mm -hmm. like i'm going to take over here so at least i know i'm getting a good grade right right we have this that's not true team yeah it's not really how it works in the real I world i hate <laughs> when they put you on a team project in school and you're yeah. like wait a second this isn't reality in yeah. any way shape or form right like i'm gonna work my tail off 
to get the best grade I can because this is all about performance yeah. in this situation. But when you get out in the real world and you're on a team and you start dominating like that, they're going to fire you. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, you're, you're not actually not a team player here. Right. Or you coast, they're going to fire you. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be like, and you're going to be like, hey, how can you fire me? Why didn't you, why didn't you put me on this team? Like, well, because you're not a good team player. Mm-hmm. Go become a software engineer and work in your own silo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like go write yeah. code in this bubble and then have your manager come and say, this was good, but do more of this. Right. Like if you want to work on your own, that there's a place for that. Sure. And if you're really good that way, there's, there's really good jobs for that. Yeah. But then there's, there's times when you need to be on a team and understand what is the dynamics I'm bringing to this team and how do I allow my other team members, their personality and space, mm. their identity that's part of this and blend it. Um, yeah yeah i think this is where like for like lumina that we've done just like a personality yeah. thing and other personality things can really come in handy not that they're again they're not the be all end all for self-awareness but um they can really come in handy especially when you're talking about in relating to others whether that's in a relationship or in teams or whatever um how you and your personality relates well or not well to other personalities can be really helpful and important. Um, that's why I think we really like Lumina over some of the other ones because it's not just like this box versus this box. It's like it, it's a year this percentage of all these different personality traits. So how right. does like how does like you having tough at ninety percent relate to someone else's like whatever other, other trait, right? Yeah, I love too. Like it's like well, here's how you grew up, and here's your ideal, yeah, and then here's where you are today because you're. You're somewhere in between right, these right. two. Yeah, for sure. And I really like that too about that. Um, really important then to have, and we had talked about, I touched on this earlier, those friends that are speaking truth into your life, mm-hmm. those good friends. But again, remember friends come and go. And, and yeah. that's not a good or bad thing. Like very few of us have friends that are still around from when we were 10 years old. Right. Very few of us have friends that are around from when we were in high school or yeah. grade nine or first year university or mm-hmm. that first job we had. Like, you know, your first job you had and you hung out with all these people and you, and then 10 years later, you're like, oh, I don't see any of those people right. ever. Maybe in the grocery store. And I'm like, hey, where are you now? But yeah. this is awkward conversation, small talk. So remember, friends come and go. Have the good friends in your life. Surround yourself with people that speak truth into your life. Yeah. Those are good friends. Um, get a coach. Get a mentor. I was uh, at a church this weekend, and, and I was sharing about the life of Hezekiah. And Hezekiah is a king. He becomes king at 25. He's a young person, and he starts doing change right away. And immediately, he's friends with Isaiah. Yeah. And Isaiah is this prophet of God who's been around, like this is now the, the fourth king that he's actually been with. He has experience. He's had good days and bad days. And, and he's, he follows God and Hezekiah brings him in as a mentor right away. Mm. Bring in those people in your life that are older than you. Mm. Um, as things change, go back to those people. When challenges right. come, call them. Those are really important things. Yeah. Um. We've talked about Enneagram actually at length. We won't really go into that. But no. if you're looking for something a little better, we really would recommend Lumina Spark, which if you're not sure what that is or you want to know how to do it, we could put you in touch with that. Um, or we could host a yep. day to do a session with multiple people because it's, really, it's a really important 
and cool session to do with others, not just like alone. Um, so it's more than just like taking a test. It's like a session to go through the info and, and learn it. And it, it sounds, it might sound, that might sound horrible to you, but trust me, hopefully you know me enough to like know that I wouldn't like that kind of thing. And I loved it. So um, super awesome as far as like really getting springboard for that next, like that next level of self-awareness. Fantastic for team building yeah, too. that for sure. M core is another one. M like M, the letter M, yeah. and then the word core, C-O-R-E, M core. Okay. And yep. what it really looks at, it's come out of the US and it's like has 40 or 50 years of testing and mm. um, things. What it says is that there's 30, I think there's 30 key motivators that they've boiled down, that they've come out over these 40 years. These are the things that motivate people's lives. Right. And if you can figure out what motivates you, in life, then it's easier to find a career or those social settings or those hobbies that engage your motivation. And it, it just increases your satisfaction in life, right? Because why, how many people go through life just constantly wondering like what's next or I, I always feel lost or I'm always gone. So one of my key motivators in life is making change. Right. And it's like, well, that makes sense. Yep. But I love when things are changing and I love when I'm a, a catalyst for that. Right. In my life or someone else's. I think that's why I love board games. There's so much conflict and change that happens in a 60 minute or a two hour session. Right. Like, oh, wow, that's great. Um, but understanding that about yourself, that M, what is it that motivates you? Mm. I... I was in my 30s before I started asking myself those questions. Yeah. I had kids and I was lost in my career because yeah. I was like, I don't know what I want to do when I grow up. And right. I I'm in my 30s. I should be grown up. Growed it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then it's like, I don't even know what motivates me. Right. But I had a manager who figured it out and he kept pushing that button and making me to keep work. Right. And I was like, I hate my job. Yeah. But then this guy would like fire me up. And I was back out there doing this job I hated. And I'm like, mm -hmm. how did he do that? Like, I want that power over me. Yeah. I don't want somebody else having that power over me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to cut those strings and control them myself. That's self-awareness. Like, I, I was like, I need to be more aware of who I am. Mm. So somebody else isn't constantly pushing my buttons. Um, that's something else. Faith, I think, is a big part of knowing yourself. What do you believe in? And I'm going to say this, this might be controversial. We're already 40 minutes into this. Um, I think a lot of us have misplaced our faith in Jesus for something else. Okay. Uh, it can be a faith in love that we right. have replaced it with or um, social action okay. or social justice. Yep. I think there's a lot of people out there that have replaced their faith in in God with and, and and replace Jesus with environmentalism sure. or uh, acceptance at all costs, right? Right, like and and what you've done is taken your faith and then gone out on a branch and started to cut behind yourself. Yeah, right. You've removed yourself from the tree, and then you're going to cut that branch off from the tree and think that you're going to hold you, right? Because something happens and you're like, I have put all my faith in love 
And how could a loving God allow this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Right? Because I've, I've gone so far out on this branch. Well, I think, yeah, so what you're getting at is we, we put our faith in a single characteristic or aspect or trait of God or of our faith. Right. Right? And we, we put all of it on one little piece of it. But that's only one piece of it. It's not the whole puzzle, right? And that's like someone thinking your entire identity is that one Instagram photo. Yes. But it's not. Yeah, that's you're, a the, bad you're the hiking guy. Yeah. Zach is the hiking guy. And Zach's like, if like, you knew me, I'm not a hiking that's, guy. That's us doing to God <laughs> what others do to us through social media, right? Completely. And that's wrong. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Again, part of it's like what you're saying, right, is like self awareness. If your faith is in, aspect of god you that's a you have better self-awareness of where your faith is and and knowing but even awareness of of god's character and like knowing all of it if you find that you think you might have a faith that's only in one aspect of god or a small piece of him then maybe it's time to figure out what the rest of god's character is like can you name multiple parts of it or are you like oh he's a love he's god is love god is loving is that all you would say right like he's a loving God. Yeah. Like if that's the only thing you would say to somebody, like that's a great start. That's a great spot to start. It's very true. It's not wrong. But is there, there is more there. And is that like, is your entire faith based on just that piece? Yeah. I, I think it's so important. Like I was just reading through Exodus and Moses says, I want, I want to see your face. Like I mm. want to know you face to face. Yeah. I want to be best buds. And so God brings him up in the mountain and he says, I'm going to pass by you. You can't see my face, but I'm going to tell you my name. Right. He says, the Lord, the Lord, Yahweh, Yahweh. Right. Like my name is Yahweh. If you know me, you know me as Yahweh. I am compassionate and gracious and just and, and, um, enduring in love and faith and, and just and punishing to the second and third and fourth generation. You're like, this sounds so contradictory. And yet this yeah. is my name. I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm so confused. And he's like, yeah. but this is me. This is all my characters. This is, this is all the points, the opposite points on the umbrella. Like you need all of it to cover mm-hmm. you. You need my justice and my love. You need my mercy and compassion and you need me to act out on my justice. Yeah. Otherwise I'm not God. And it's like, wow, like there's so much more into this character of, uh, you know, we call it be holy because I'm holy. What does that mean? I'm set apart. I'm different. I'm not, I'm, you know, Aslan, I'm not a tame lion. Like yeah. I don't dance for you. <laughs> yeah. The one thing, last thing I would want to say here is, um, I don't, I don't actually know. Maybe self-awareness is like, is, uh, addressed in the Bible. I don't think it's like, uh, blatantly addressed, but I think. Like watching something like the, um, what's that show we've been watching? The Chosen. Chosen. The, <laughs> chosen. That show? I don't know that what show, show you've been yeah, watching. Yeah, yeah. The Chosen. <laughs> uh, um, Boba Fett? And like <laughs> some of this is artistic, whatever, but some of it is like very based on what they think would have happened. Jesus is constantly trying to show the disciples who they are because they all think they're just fishers, fishermen, right? Like they just, that's who they are. They're all the same person taught to just grow up and follow the rules and be the same person. And he, he comes in and he's trying to show them which characteristics each one of them have, which traits that each one of them have, and how we can use them as a strength and how we can use them 
um, for who they are uniquely. And so I think like in that, like there's a lot to say about how like Jesus is trying to get them to be more self-aware because that's so important to them living out their life and living out their faith. He wants them all to live, um, to live for him and to live out their faith and to be his disciples, but how they do it could be different based on their own strengths and being self-aware of those things. Yeah, that group that, so I know it's an one person's perception, Sure, but that group of characters that he puts around Jesus is amazing. Yeah. Right. You have Mary and her past, mm-hmm. right. And she gets to a point where she's like, she starts to know herself and she runs away mm-hmm. and gets drunk. And then Jesus says, you got like, they all go and find her and bring her yeah. back. And she's like, I'm sorry. And he's like, I have grace for you. Right. Yeah. Like, just come. When he kind of like says like this isn't who you are like I know who you actually are yeah. kind of thing too and that's pretty neat. right but we run back to what we were familiar with what was harmful yeah. because it was familiar like and whether that's alcohol or it's anxiety or it's depression or it's uh, anger like whatever it is yeah. we that drives us sports that's what we go back to and he's like you're more than this you're yeah. so much more than this and but then you have. Is it little James that walks with a limp? Yeah. He's like sitting there watching Jesus heal all these people, but he leaves me with my limp. Yeah. And he's got Matthew, the tax collector, and Simon the zealot, yeah, who's like a zealot, rebel. And then he's got whatever, like, whoever thunder and lightning were again. I can't remember that James one. James and John. Yeah. <laughs> Big James. And then, yeah, like it's just every, like Peter, he's like, they have all the, it's very obvious that they're all very different and that for a reason and there's purpose to that. And, that Jesus wants that to happen again. This is it's okay. So it's okay for us to be yeah. different. And I, and I, follow I, I'm Jesus. not saying that yeah. cho- the chosen TV show is fact, but I do yeah. heavily believe that they did their research well. So, um, yeah, I think these are great points. Like you would find hints of that in the text as yeah. well. That we are okay being ourselves, yeah. being unique, and pursuing Jesus. Yeah, but pursue Jesus, not get off on your tangents or caught up in yeah. our past. Um, what else do I have to say? Oh, I, and I, I think what a lot of that is, is us understanding and being comfortable in being ourselves before we try and define ourselves by what we do. Right. And so when we get caught up and we get lost and I don't know what to do and I don't know where my future is, we're focused on our doing instead of our being. And God's like, I've already chosen you. I have works laid out for you. I have a plan for your life. Yeah. Just be comfortable in who you are and take that next step. All right? Get out of the boat. Step out of the boat. Take a risk. You sure. sink. The boat's right there. And I'm right here. And I'll pull you back into the boat and we'll try again later. Like risk is okay. And, and failure is okay. And joy is okay. Yeah. And passion is okay. Like find those things that motivate you, that move you, that, yeah. that that's all part of who you are. Right. But that's self-awareness, right? That's moving past the mentor and then finding that next mentor. That's moving on and saying, okay, how do I grow in who I am? And there's seasons of like where you're not even consciously aware of who you are. You're just doing. Yeah. You're just like, I just know I am in a place and God wants me here. And so I'm going to do what I can and learn what I can. That's cool. I love Mm. that. That's all I have. Those are some big stuff. (laughs) Again, if you want uh, some resources regarding self assessment tools, we'd be happy to pass those along. Um, Yeah. I think it was a good discussion.
Yeah. And if you ever want to chat about some of this stuff and sit with somebody who's going to ask you tough questions or ask you those deep things, like I think you and I would love to sit with someone and just have a coffee and, and go over some of this stuff, right? Like, yeah, for sure. If you just need someone to bounce ideas off of and ask you questions, you say, yeah. I'm thinking of doing this and ask you why, you know, I think because of this and I'm going to ask you why. And then you're going to like, like, I think I've talked about that. Um, when we first did arrow and they said, we had to ask each other, who, who am I? Who are you? And we, we answered the question and you had 30 seconds to say yeah. who you are. <laughs> and then they came back and said, okay, now do it again. And it's two minutes this yeah. time and then do it again. And now you've got four that minutes. Sounds hard. And it's really hard, but you start to like dig into things about yourself that you don't even realize. And you're telling a story about something Bo did. And you're like, there was this time when Bo did this and I was able to do this. And I, that's, right. that's a new part of who I am that I never knew about me. Yeah, It's like this uncovering, unveiling of something in my heart that I never knew was there. And, and those are the cool moments of stopping and reflecting and listening to yourself. That's good stuff. Okay. All right. Well, that was great. That was a great discussion. Self-awareness. Very good. Anything you wanted to touch on beyond that? Any cultural moments or things that you think are adjacent to this? Nope. No, nothing. I'm good. You're good. We've talked for 50 minutes already, so. Oh, well, we should probably let long enough. Let the people go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm really glad they're here for the conversation and I hope they're enjoying it as much as we are. Yes. Thanks, everyone. Okay. We'll see bye you bye. later. Bye-bye. <laughs>